All right, hey everyone. Welcome to the next episode of 7 Minutes Scaling Secrets where we interview entrepreneurs and learn a secret on how they scale up their businesses. Today, our special guest is Solomon Poon, uh, who is an entrepreneur in the D2C space uh, specializing in a very interesting nutritional product. Um, Solomon, welcome. And please tell the audience a little bit about yourself and what your business is all about. This episode was brought to you by Superscaling. Join the foundation program today and learn how you can systemize and superscale your business so that you can get $100,000 a month at least with a productive team from all over the world, raving fans as clients and happy founders who have true freedom. Visit superscaling.com foundation today and now back to the episode. Hi, Alvin. Hi, guys. My name is Solomon, and I'm in charge of a company called Drink Aid. So we are a company that specializes in uh, reducing the side effects of alcohol using a health supplement, which you take a before and after you drink uh, when you go out at night. So basically, it works by breaking down the, the root cause of alcohol, which is the compound acetaldehyde, right, which causes the flushing, which causes the hangovers and uh, the nausea, things like that. So we started in 2020, uh, we were incubated in SMU before that for about six months to eight months. Then we launched in August 2020, we broke even within seven days. And I think uh, the rest is history, we've been doing quite well, uh, except for the period where Singapore was in a lockdown. Because um, yeah, very few people could go out to drink during that time. Got it. Man, uh, I love, I mean, I know you for a while. I love the fact that you're very, very specialized in nutrition. I think your own personal history is all about nutrition as well. Uh, we don't have enough time to cover that. Otherwise we will, but man, the, your introduction is all about like the fancy terminology that is involved in like the, the, the you know, the human bio and, and all the effects that it has. But essentially what you're saying is that drink aid will reduce our Asian flush, it will prevent hangovers, and will it also maybe reduce the effects of alcohol? Yeah, actually, you know, for, for some people, that's a good thing because they, they increase their tolerance to alcohol and they get less intoxicated for the same amount that they drink. Although we don't actively advertise this, <laughs> otherwise the government will be all over us. But I think this <laughs> is something that most people uh, buy drink for as well. Cool. Uh, just a very quick question, like, how do you even get started on this? Like, like, did you grow up wanting to create a alcohol like uh enhancement uh, uh supplement? Right. This is a, this is a bit of a longer story, Alvin, because uh, I think I grew up uh ever since I was in secondary school, I wanted to have an age over all my friends. I was usually the guy who wanted to beat all my friends at you know pull-ups, running, stuff like that. So initially I got there naturally, right? Like just by training. Then in, in JC, I realized that a lot of my friends like naturally gifted and be, because there was a selection bias where a lot of the, the elite runners were already in the CCH and compete with them. So I had to find extra ways to be better than them. So that was when I started taking supplements and for example, protein powder, creatine. Um, the very first supplement I ever took in my life was a very shit product called Hemo Rush. Wow. <laughs> it tasted like crap. But it worked, okay? It increased my endurance, my exercise. So it's quite good. And that was the moment where I realized that, um, you know, supplements could really help in our performance, in our daily lives. So that was in the physical realm. When I went to university, that was when I started learning about supplements for cognitive purposes, for focus, for studying, for presentations and interviews. And 
before long, I started experimenting with supplements to hormones, to peptides, all, all different kinds of things, injecting myself, rubbing creams all over myself to figure out the effects they have on the human biology, right? Ultimately, so that we can improve ourselves yeah. in all ways that we need, um, whenever we need them. So yeah. I think uh, drinking was just an extension of what I was able to accomplish after 10 plus years of experimentation and reading studies and knowing how to interpret them. How many studies have you read? Do you even know? Oh, I have no idea. Maybe like hundreds. Wow. Uh, but I, I believe in, like when you want to get information for health stuff, right? It's very important to read from the primary source itself, which is the, like the NCBI studies, the PubMed studies on, on Google. Instead of reading articles that were compiled by, you know, healthline.com or something like that. That's, that's very important, I feel. Okay, because, because the yeah, because yeah. the accuracy and you're able to see the data by itself to make your own interpretations. Wow. That's very important. Yeah, the thing I like about you is that you're very data driven. That the stuff that you do, they're all backed by science. That's they are backed by studies, right? And then you mm. draw your own conclusions and you created a business from that. So that's that's awesome. Thank and that's something that we're gonna talk about today, which is like the fact that your business actually broke even in seven days. Yeah, yeah. That that is incredible. Uh walk us a little through that. How did that happen? Was there a prep period before? Uh how did it all fall into place? Right. I think there are several factors because as I told you just now, we were incubated by SMU for about six to eight months. So there was already we had already been telling our inner circle and to some extent outer circle that we have been working on this for quite a long time already. So all of them were quite excited about our launch because we told them about our launch, we invited them to come down. We gave everybody samples during the actual thing. And on the actual launch itself, you know, there was a big turnout at, at a, uh, SMU. And thereafter, we, we already had, you know, influencer friends and friends of friends who would help to spread the, the, the message on Instagram, on Facebook. So I think the initial, the initial breakthrough was our, actually our inner circle. And nice. basically friends of friends who were able to advertise for us. Uh, it wasn't even like an Instagram post, you know. Sometimes it was just a simple Instagram story, tag us, share with their friends. So I think initially, you know, we got about the, uh, we got, a, we 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 sent in five thousand dollars for the R and D, and we recouped all of that within the first seven days, which was quite encouraging. Nice. Yeah. You had to have a manufacturer for this, I suppose. Yes, we did. And then inventory that you had ordered and like was waiting at a warehouse somewhere and yeah 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 yeah. there are some crazy times crazy times <laughs> oh man yeah i i i really like fully respect product-based businesses especially stuff that you need to manufacture and hold inventory because that's a space that you know has cost cash flow and all the other stuff that you need to manage on top of all you know your sales and your marketing right so, right right yeah, yeah I want to say that huh? another factor that allowed us to break even easily was because we kept costs very low initially. Um, yeah, I think a lot of businesses fall into the, the trap of spending a lot of money at the outset, you know, even before the product is being sold. I think that's okay if, let's say, you have VC funding or if you're very confident about your product. But for us, we were a brand new product in the market, right? And right. There, were, there was never another product like us before we came out. So we had to be very prudent with our spending. For example, we started on... WooCommerce, right, where it literally costs zero dollars to create a website. We designed everything ourselves. The only money we spent, right, was fifty dollars to pay for Elementor Pro. Oh wow! To design the website, like everything else, right, we just did everything from scratch. Even the R and D, even the website. Yeah. 
even the R and D, you did the R and D. Yeah. So basically, the R and D, right? I mean, this is my trade secret, lah. But for for your followers, I can share a little bit, which is that I I can I can literally create a supplement formula, right? With a few thousand dollars, you don't even need you know tens of thousands of dollars. Maybe like two thousand dollars would be enough. If let's say you have a supplement with like five five to ten ingredients, uh, by ingredients small by by procuring small amounts of the ingredients, and you know just uh, getting them all in one place in let's say hundred grams each, and just testing them in the different permutations every day. So that's what I did basically. Oh wow! I love the bootstrap, the scrappy format because that's literally I I believe that's the way people should start their businesses, right? The MVP way, the minimum viable product, doing it in mm-hmm. a super lean fashion before you even like start thinking about the fancy stuff and spending on things that don't matter. So I really really like that. Uh, awesome. Yeah, this is the direct to consumer space, right? Yeah, you are in. There are no middlemen. There's no like distributors, not yet at least. I think. Mm. Uh, how how do you what do you recommend to other people that are in the D to C space that want to have the the same kind of success that you have? Like how you mentioned one, which is basically to warm up your audience to get a pre qualified, pre interested list of people before your launch, right? So your launch actually has some measure of success. Uh, are there other any other things or aspects? that you can attribute to the success that you've had as a D2C brand in the e-commerce Absolutely. Space. Absolutely, Alvin. I'll tell you something that none of the e-commerce gurus will tell you. <laughs> All right. It's something Love that it. none of them, none of them have ever taught us, which is that you have to have a product which is unique enough, which is newsworthy enough to be covered by the media. And you have to get, you have to do whatever it takes to be covered by the media. Okay, this is very important. We, we believe this is very important because we believe that a, a new product in the market, right? What it doesn't have, right, is credibility. All right? right, and the only way you can get credibility is not by doing ads, because ads just tooting your own horn, right? When yeah. you have zero credibility, it doesn't improve your credibility. Whereas getting a third party to say that you are good, right, gives you all the credibility that you need. So you can do this by two ways, right? One is by, for example, social media influencers, but sometimes these influencers may not be super credible people. Right. But they are not the most credible people. Maybe they help with some social proof, but they are not the best. The best kind of social proof you can get is news coverage. So this is exactly what we did. Um, some tactical advice is that we initially engaged a PR um, service called PressOffice.direct. So there are a service that helps you uh, curate your news to forward it to all the relevant news outlets that you think is relevant in you can forward to lifestyle magazines, you can forward to blogs, you can, you can even sort by countries like Singapore, Hong Kong, Taiwan, these kind of things. Yeah, so this is exactly what we did initially. Uh, there was a partnership between press office and SMU. So that was quite lucky for us. Otherwise, we have to pay $100, <laughs> which is uh, quite a lot initially, right? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, we got our very first shout out on night 7FM and followed by that mothership. So I think that was the the thing that started everything rolling which culminated in Vulcan Post you know uh, Straits Times and so, wow. even some publications in the US so I would say that this was uh, the, the big break that we had after the first one to two months wow and, and, and that how, made all the difference and how do you actually get these uh, coverage like is that something that you were pitching to the outlets yourself? Or? Yeah, yeah. So basically, you have to write press releases by yourself, right? And there's an art to writing press releases also, right? It has to be in point format. Press loves to cover all the things that 
the, the juicy info, for example, the statistics, the store, the founder story, and the, the results of testing, and things that basically they can report to report to the public in an exciting way. Nice. And, yeah. and just to be clear, the point that you used in your outreach was basically that drink aid was the first of its kind. Yes. In this yes. space. In fact, for for your followers, I can maybe I can create a link to the exact press release we did. You know, I'll send awesome. it to you. You can share it with them. Yeah, yeah. I think that would be great because I think people want to know like the you know, secret sauce and and how people have done it before. Mm. Uh, a lot of times everybody wants PR, right? Press release and, and news and coverage like that. But the the question is how, right? Yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and, and I think developing that newsworthy angle is something that everybody desires to have. Yeah, yeah, oh. yeah. I would say that having an exciting and novel product in some way, maybe it could be like a reinvention of an existing product with a new angle to it. I think that is the key to getting a foot in the door with these media outlets. How, how do you reinvent a new uh, a product in a new a new right way? for example drink it right it's not a completely original idea right because there are hangover remedies elsewhere in the world, right right for example in Korea maybe in Singapore I think before we launched right there was a company that launched for like two to three years and then they shut down because they weren't successful but they were a drink right they were a drink that reduces hangover but the, our angle was that we are focused towards Asians and the Asian flush. Yeah. Right, which is the target mark and the very first time this angle has ever been explored. Yeah, I I suffer from Asian flush as well. I remember when I drink, uh, well, I drink like basically when I drink, I get red, right? So that that's Asian flush, and I know, uh, my Caucasian friends they tend not to have that. So the first time I was drinking with them, I became red. The first time they saw me being red, and they, they were worried that I was I was like you know ill or I suffered from like some. Uh, allergy or something but it was just the Asian flush and while it's perfectly fine and safe it just makes me feel uncomfortable so drink it definitely is something that you know I would get and I would use uh, just awesome. because of the Asian flush uh, you know effects that it has yeah 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 yeah. It definitely caused me a lot of embarrassment at a lot of professional events so having this uh, product for actually uh, for myself actually uh, I think primarily Primarily, founders need to have an attachment, a personal attachment to their product, right? If you're not going to use your own product, then who's going to use it? You won't even, you can't feel why people need it, you know. And if you can't feel why people need it, you're unable to communicate it in a way where it's attractive to them. Yes, completely mm. agree. Uh, that's one of the four P's that I always mention about starting a business, right? First, you need to have a passion, then you have a purpose, then you know what the pain points are, and then mm. you have to have the proficiencies. So these are the four P's that you, you absolutely embodied with Drink It, right? You have the passion for it. The purpose is there. You have the proficiency because you're so into the space of nutrition and, and science. Um, and what I miss, the pain point, of course, the pain point of the pain customer, point. because you, you know it yourself. In Vodian, mm -hmm. when we started Vodian, my co-founder and I, we knew firsthand the pain points of the industry because like you, we were customers of the industry ourselves, right? And we knew mm -hmm. what the pain points were. And I think this is something that a lot of businesses need to understand. And that's how they really differentiate themselves from everyone else. Mm. Awesome. Cool. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. So uh, congrats on that launch. Uh, congrats on the business so far. Uh, COVID is lifting. So I'm sure Drink Aid is going to be doing really well, especially with all the celebrating and all the drinking that's going to be happening. Yep, uh, yep. Is there anything else that you'd like to share uh, with the audience? Regarding e-commerce as a whole? Yeah. 
Yeah, I think nowadays the e-commerce um, industry is quite saturated, especially the, in the US, you know, because a lot of people are just creating existing OEM products and just wrapping them in their own brands. I would say that if you want to create your own product, you know, put your own unique spin on your product. Um, don't make it just another one of those copies where you set your brand over. Uh, mm. Make it truly solve a problem that has not been covered before. At least, you know, create a fresh angle for it that people don't normally think about. Otherwise, you just become another one of those stale companies that just uh, do the same things over and over again. And it, it's really quite difficult to succeed at creating a product which is OEM nowadays because every, yeah. like you can't differentiate yourself, right? Uh, if you guys read the Peter Thiel's uh, book, Zero to One, right? One of the biggest competitive advantages you can build is proprietary technology. Build something that is simply better, right? Uh, he has four... He has four pillars of competitive advantage and branding is the last one of them when you can't do the other three right <laughs> so look at the first three first one of them is economies of scale which is you have to buy in bulk right but the first one the the most important one he says is proprietary technology Absolutely. so in our case is the is the formula that reduces is the only one in the world that reduces asian flush absolutely man and again this comes with proficiency so yeah. i love that be different Make sure that you have a different angle. You have that proprietary information or technology that differentiates you from your competitors. Uh, that's the key to have a sustainable long-term business. Awesome. Thanks so much, Solomon, for sharing all that information. Uh, how best can people reach out to you? Right. Uh, they can email me at solomon at drinkate.co. They can follow me at solo the sensei. Or even more importantly, follow Drink8 at drinkate.co on Instagram. Yep. Nice. Uh, my emails are open anytime. If you guys have any questions, you can uh, email them Email them straight to me. Cool. Drinkate.co. Uh, I'll leave all the relevant links in the description. Thanks so much, Solomon. Thanks so much, everyone, for listening. And I hope you guys got great takeaways from this episode. Once again, this is the 7-Minute Scaling Secrets uh, podcast. Uh, please like, share, and subscribe to be notified of any new episodes that we'll have. Thank you, everybody, and have, please have a nice day. Take care.